So on a very deep rooted level, this, this really does affect me, but I've just been sleeping a lot. And unfortunately I've been drinking a lot, <laughs> which I try not to do, but I have noticed definitely the tension has risen. The pain levels have risen. The depression has definitely set in. Uh, the, it, I'm very unsure of everything. I don't know if I'm going to have a job tomorrow. So I know that there's people having different experiences with this where, you know, they're either non-essential and they're, they're freaking out about money or they're essential and they're working down to the bone. So nobody's having fun. And I know there's a feud between people. Well, you're essential. You should be feel lucky you have a job. And I said, you know, yes, I do. I do feel happy about that. But also I'm very tired. I work, I'm working 10 at nine to 10 hour days on my feet where nonstop where I barely get a lunch break because I have to take care of all these people's animals. It seems like we're more busy than we've ever been because I think people are home more, maybe noticing more things with their pets. So Sean Dustin spent time in federal and state prison for drug trafficking and fraud. Upon release in 2006, he had nothing but the clothes on his back, a bag of mail, and legal paperwork. In 2010, he kicked a longtime methamphetamine habit and started the long climb back up the ladder of life. This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast. If you want transparency and authenticity, you're in the right place. This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast, and this is Sean Dustin. What's up, everybody? Thanks for stopping by the show. I'm your host, Sean Dustin. If this is your first time listening, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. It's good to have you with me today. It seems like we are moving back into a little bit of normalcy. I actually went out to a uh, a restaurant the other night, sat down in the bar, and had a beer and and a and a meal. That was uh, that was cool. Uh, today is October fifth. And this episode actually was recorded in, I'm going to say, uh, mid to, uh, to late April. It's actually, I'm going to say it's probably late April, but I can check for you right now that actual, yeah, April 24th. And this episode is with, uh, a previous guest. Uh, this was Rhiannon from episode four, and she did an episode on mental health, uh, because she suffers from, uh, mental health issues, uh, as well. So if you want to know a little bit more about her, uh, you can go to number four, check out, uh, her issues and, and, you know, the type of mental health that she struggles with. Uh, and then we all, I just wanted to, uh, basically, you know, during COVID, I wanted to check in with her. Uh, to see about some self-care and how she's handling the COVID situation. We don't talk a whole lot about, you know, COVID itself. We just talk about self-care during the pandemic. Um, and then we jump into, <laughs> then we jump into some conspiracy stuff. Uh, her and I both, um, are of the same mindset when it comes to, you know, the government sort of and conspiracies and stuff like that. Uh, we get off into the weeds just a little bit, uh, and I reel it back in. Uh, so <laughs> don't worry when you start hearing Anunnaki and 
and uh, you know, pure blood. Don't don't run away. I reel that back in, and we uh, we we get back on track there. But it's a good conversation, nonetheless. Uh, Rhiannon's an interesting person. I like her. She's my friend. Anyways, also, if you're out there listening, um, I want to give a shout out to uh, India. That's one of my fastest growing um, audiences out there uh, in the metrics. So um, they're they're. I just added a um, a podcast app called uh, or yeah, a podcast app called. Yeah, it's Ghana, G A A N A, and uh, that's an app out of uh, uh, for podcast listeners out of India. And ever since I uh, I up or I uploaded my my content to that app about a week ago, I've gotten like two hundred and forty five uh, downloads from it. So, right on, good going, uh, good on, good on India. Appreciate the support out there, guys. Uh, my next one, I think, is the UK. So it's uh, India is first, UK is second, and uh, now there's a couple of other ones, but those are the two that are, are pulling the hardest right now. So thanks for the support out there, guys. I really appreciate it. If you want to connect with me, feel free to hit me up on uh, on email, nowhere to go but up now at gmail.com. If you want to hit me up anywhere else, Go to L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash nowhere to go but up. And that's all the ways to connect to the show. You can catch uh, merchandise, Patreon, Venmo, uh, PayPal, all of the social, all direct links to social media. Um, If you want to support the show in any way, you want to listen to the show, you want to find the show, you want to see me on social media. Everywhere that I'm at and the show is, is on that link tree link. So go there, find what you need. And, uh, once again, thanks for the support out there, guys. I really appreciate it. And that's enough of me. Let's get to the show. This is the nowhere to go, but up podcast. And I'm your host, Sean Dustin. Uh, today I'm here talking to Rhiannon and Rhiannon used, was a uh, guest on my, uh, which one was it? Four? Yeah. It yeah, was, it was, was episode four. four. God, it seems like forever ago. How have you been? Uh, I mean, I've been okay. Um, on, on day five out of five of work. So that's been really fun being essential. Uh, we lost six people e- either voluntarily um, taking leave or being laid off or getting fired or quitting. So um, we're down to bare minimum. We're running a vet hospital with, you know, everybody on fumes. So that's been really fun. Um, I love my job, but uh, this crisis has definitely put a huge strain on everybody. We're all trying not to get at each other's throats while we're dealing with what we deal with on a daily basis. I mean, it's a very emotional job to begin with, and then you throw all this into it, and it becomes an ultimate disaster. <laughs> but we're hanging in there. Well, that's good. Yeah, it uh, it, it is it is a weird time. Uh, but that's really one of the reasons why I wanted to to talk to you because I mean, one to check in with you, uh, you know, since the last time we talked, and two. 
uh, how are you, how are you dealing, uh, especially, you know, with mental health, uh, issues, whatever you're, you're struggling with, uh, at the present time, but in this time, and, uh, I, you know, I kind of wanted, uh, to know, and, and some of our listeners wanted to know as well, as you know, uh, shout out to Scat Boyd out in, uh, out in Australia. My uh, yeah, I talked to her earlier today. Um, so yeah, and, you know, people like that, you know, that are out there listening, um, and, uh, you know, they, they're looking for guidance too, you know, they're just, uh, you know, just regular people trying to get through whatever issues that they're going through. So how are you, how are you dealing with it? Like any outlets? I feel or? like, I feel like it's pretty up and down for me, honestly, uh, I have chronic pain, I think probably associated with depression, anxiety. I, you know, like I was saying on my last, you know, episode with you that the physical reaction to long-term mental illness, I, there has to be some kind of correlation between the two. I firmly believe that for myself personally, but I've been okay. I just, I usually get massages regularly, um, go to the chiropractor and do things to treat myself to kind of lift my spirits or, or, you know, show myself some self care, but because I haven't been able to do any of those things because they're closed, I feel like between the pain and the kind of up and down in my brain, it's just, it's been harder than usual. I mean, I've been through worse, but it hasn't been fun for me. I definitely, because we're not through it yet. I don't know if I have like a really consolidated idea of how I truly feel about all this. It's very multi-leveled for me because I despise the government (laughs) Um, already. And I feel like this was a huge power play. And on top of that, you know, I feel the weight of the world as it is. And this makes me really sad that this is like the level of control that they have over us now. So on a very deep rooted level, this, this really does affect me. Um, but I've just been sleeping a lot and unfortunately I've been drinking a lot, (laughs) which I try not to do, but I have noticed definitely the tension has risen. The pain levels have risen. The depression has definitely set in, uh, the, I'm very unsure of everything. I don't know if I'm going to have a job tomorrow. So I know that there's people having different experiences with this where, you know, they're either non-essential and they're they're freaking out about money or they're essential and they're working down to the bone. So nobody's having fun. And I know there's a feud between people. Well, you're essential. You should be feel lucky you have a job. And I said, you know, yes, I do. I do feel happy about that, but also I'm very tired. I work, I'm working 10 at nine to 10 hour days on my feet. We're nonstop where I barely get a lunch break because I have to take care of all these people's animals. It seems like we're more busy than we've ever been because I think people are home more, maybe noticing more things with their pets. So less people, more tension, you know, you get the idea. So it's not fun for anybody. So I, I really hope that while we're still doing all of this, that people try not to fight with each other about, you know, essential versus non-essential. And, you know, you're saying about your ego. I, I totally get that. Um, I felt like my career was attacked, you know, when I was unsure whether I was going to have a job or not, because I work for a vet that owns the business. So I get that. And that's my career. And I link all of my self-esteem to my job. So, I mean, if I feel like if I lost my job and I wasn't sure when I was going to get it back, 
over something I cannot control, I, I'd be pretty upset too. So I, I see both sides. Yeah. I, you know, I, I was just joking around. I mean, that's, you know, cause it you know, hurts I, though. It hurts. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm a, you know, my, my ego, it's not as big as it used to be, but I mean, it, there, there, there was a point in time when, when, you know, that was, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, it's, it, yeah, it is, it is a, it is a rough, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it is. It is a rough situation for everybody right now. Um, one of the yeah. one of the things, though, that I've been noticing and I've been talking to a lot of different people, um, you know, this has actually been really good for me and for the show because I've been able to actually focus on it. You know, there was I took a little bit of a break, did some, took another break, did some, you know, I wasn't consistent with it just because of my work and the things that I was doing. And now I'm, I'm able to talk to all these people in all kinds of different areas, sec- sectors of, of, uh, industries. And, you know, I hope that one of the good things that comes out of this, and I do understand your, your disdain for the government. Uh, I'm, I'm not a big fan either. Uh, nope. but I think that if we, Take this time, at least the people that can or, or are, are being forced to, uh, take the time to reflect and, and actually do some good for yourselves, uh, in this, in this time. Uh, I, I hope that we'll come out of it okay. Um, you know, the power plays, the, you know, the bailouts and, and all of the, all of the stuff that's kind of unfolding in front of us. Okay. Uh, that they're not hiding. It's very blatant and very obvious, uh, for the people yeah. that aren't plugged into the matrix. Um, yeah. uh, we, we see that we see what's happening. Um, and I just, you know, I, 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 I really want to believe that this was brought about, uh, to fix some of the problems. Because it, and it's gonna, it's, it's, it's a tough, it's, it, you know, it's not gonna be easy, all right? Cause there's, there's way more people that, that are blind to what's happening than there are that are actually awake to what's going on in front of them, okay? Um, yeah. And, and it may not happen, uh, this time around, okay? Before this next election, uh, if they, if they don't push the election off because of, of this, which, that's going to be a whole nother uh, can of worms. But, but what the good thing is, is that everybody's kind of aware of what's going on. People see, you know, you look at the, what's happened with the DNC and how, you know, uh, Tulsi Gabbard, really the only person that was talking about real change for this country, right? With, with the regime change wars and calling out the, the military industrial complex and the, and the congressional, uh, you know, uh, corporate, conglomerate that controls sort of everything in our government and they they really they blacked her out she was still in the race of course yeah i mean she was still in the race and nobody even talked about her the media didn't say anything about her it was just biden and uh and uh whatever the hell is it bernie sanders so i mean yeah and that was that's that's pretty blatant and then, and then all, and then the, the things with the, uh, the Feinstein and the senators, uh, that, that dumped all of their stock, uh, in, in the, the, 
the the corporations that are going to suffer the most. So they dumped all that stock and started putting all their stuff into like Zoom and gig economy uh, companies and everything else that was going to boom because of the the deal, which is insider trading, which they're legally allowed to do, which is crazy. Yeah, Martha Stewart got arrested for that. So I just, you know, it's a do as I say, not as I do. We can only do it. We're the elite. You know, we control you, your cattle. You're here for our benefit. Have fun with that. You know, it's yeah. it's sad. It really is. And well, they write the bothers- rules. They, they, they write the rules and the laws to benefit themselves and to mm-hmm. uh, kind of shackle the rest of us. If yeah. you know what I mean, totally. and, and, and it's, and it's obvious we, we, a lot of us know that. And I mm-hmm. think that it's not, it's not going to change in this election cycle, but I, I guarantee you, uh, cause it's too, it's too late to make a movement. I mean, even the Bernie movement and all of that other stuff, it, it, that's even come to light that, that he's, it's all, they're all a part of the same team. Mm-hmm. It's, it's almost like, so it's like, if you, if you look at it like this, so let's just say when I, when I was, when I went to jail, right. And I was fighting my case, uh, I really thought that the public defender was there to defend me. Right. No. Um, and then come to find out that, uh, well, these guys work in the the DA and, and the public defender work in the same damn office. They get paid from the same damn people. So they're, they're, they're in their office wheeling and dealing. Okay. Well, I'll get, I'll take you, I'll give you this guy. If you give me this guy and I caught him, I, I literally caught him in a lie. So I had no choice, but to, to, you know, get a, a paid, a paid lawyer, uh, cause they were trying to yeah. send me away for a long time. And, you know, and that's, this is no different. All right. They're, they're two heads of the same snake. Mm-hmm. So the I, same reptilian as yeah, the, uh, the, the, what do, they, what do they call them? The, the Anunnaki or the, uh, yeah, the reptilian or overlords. Yeah. Um, yeah, I so, don't know. I, mean, I don't know. Uh, I know about all that stuff. Trust uh, me. Yeah. I, we could go into that for sure. Yeah. Uh, You're speaking my language right now. And, you know, it sounds crazy to other people. And it sounds like, well, it's just conspiracy and paranoia. It's not. I am, I, I have been deemed the rational one in the workplace and in life. <laughs> I mean, no matter how much mental illness I have, like I, I am of sound mind and these things make sense to me. And if people want to think I'm crazy, that's totally fine. Like, I don't care. But when they come, come with down, you'll see and we'll see about who was right. So we'll just wait. We'll wait. We'll see. And then whoever's right is right. Whatever. I mean, I have no problem being wrong, but. Yeah, I mean, if you can't think being told, and you know you're contributing to those things, like there's nothing. I mean, it's hard to feel like like you can really do anything. I mean, you can you can protect yourself on an individual basis. You can get that massage. You can take that shower. You can go get your nails done. You can go for that run. Whatever, you know, whatever you do to make yourself happy or healthy, um, and those things are important to consider uh, when you're trying to protect yourself from, you know, brainwashing and mind control and poisonous water, poisonous air, poisonous food, you know, poisonous media, everything, you know, you can protect yourself from that. 
Yeah. And well, and, and that all, and all comes down to, you know, what, how, what you choose to allow into your, into your body, whether it's yeah. through your, through your mouth, through your ears, through your eyes, um, all of that stuff makes a difference. You know, the things that you watch definitely have an impact on, on you, but the things that you hear have way more of an impact on you than the things that you see. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, being, being healthy in those ways are definitely, um, contributor contributors to, to, uh, sanity. Um, you know, if you, and if you are listening to stuff out there that is triggering you, uh, making you, you know, taking you to a place where you don't want to be, then you have the ability and the option and the right to not listen to it and tune out of it. I mean, that's what I've, that's what I've done. I, I've done that with uh, mainstream news. I'll watch, I'll watch some local stuff for, for you know, the weather. But I mean, as far as like, uh, you know, listening to MSNBC, CNN, all of these, all of these, uh, political, uh, run, uh, uh, uh propaganda machines. I, I don't fuck with them, man. Uh, I, I stay away I'm from that. Lied to that. I don't. I don't need to subject myself to being lied to. Well, I mean, you got enough people lying to you, you know, on a daily basis, <laughs> or or trying to, you know, <laughs> yeah, really. pro- program program you in your in your own day to day lives, and you know, within coworkers and and your own community of, of 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 people that you surround yourself. You know, it's you know, there's enough of that that goes on. Uh, you really shouldn't have to worry about you know the leaders of of your country trying to steer you into, into a, uh, a mass grave, you know, that's, that's, that's crazy. But like I said, mm-hmm. I think in, I think not this cycle, but the next cycle or the cycle after that, we're going to start seeing some changes, uh, because of, I hope so. because of, I've seen some positive from this, you know, there is, there's always a duality of this third dimensional existence. And that's really what we're forced to experience is the duality and finding the bridge between the two. Uh, so you're going to see polar opposites. You're going to see the best of the best. You're going to see the evil. You're going to see all the things in between because that's what the, the human experience is for. It's why we've man- manifested ourselves here. Um, but yeah, the- so I feel like the government's kind of raping our reality from us on a, such a, on, on a metaphysical level. I mean, this is beyond, uh, consuming media and the water and the food and stuff like that that takes care of the biological suppression, but the spiritual and metaphysical suppression that the, you know, Anunnaki, the powers that be, the global system, what Satan, whatever you want to call it, it represents the same energy flow. And we all, all are feeling it and we all have a different perspective on how we label that. But ultimately, we're still seeing and experiencing the same thing. And that's the negative aspect of duality. Yeah. Um, I, I, (laughs) uh, I'm, I'm really trying to, uh, to, to, to refrain from, from getting into my normal, my normal mode of, of, of all (laughs) of this. Um, because I'm, I'm really, you know, honestly, I'm, I'm trying to take a, a, a different approach to it. Uh, because it is such a big thing and I, I don't have the answers and I don't know how, how to change it, you know, and I don't know what, if anything will. So, I mean, the only thing that I can do, which, which keeps me sane is to, you know, look at, 
look at everything, you know, look at the big picture and all of the things that are happening and all of the people, uh, that are coming, uh, coming up, which we thought that there was, you know, a bunch of, uh, a bunch of that that was going to happen. But, you know, Bernie obviously is not, he's, he's party. He's, he's a part of the party. All right. You've got mm-hmm. Elizabeth Warren who should have. So like all of the, when, when this bailout happened, all right. And it was just another, a repeat performance of 2008, 2009, 2010. Right. And, you know, you had Elizabeth yeah. Warren who was her whole campaign was, I'm not going to allow the banks to have another bailout and this and that. That, that was, that was her campaign. That's what she ran on, uh, because of what happened in 2008. And she was right there alongside, uh, you know, uh, Ocasio Cortez, uh, Bernie oh, Sanders. Oh. Well, I mean, you know, they're, they're still part of the, part of the uh, progressives, right? All of them, all of them voted yes. All right. It was 96 to nothing. There was maybe, there was a couple of, of, you know, in, in the chamber, like I listened to a recording of that chamber when it said all in favor, say I, nay. And there was maybe like one or two dudes that said no. And everybody else said yes. And I mean, there was also, and there was also a reason why they had that voice vote. They didn't want their names on a paper, on a paper ballot saying who voted for what. They didn't want the proof out there. All right. Cause they knew that it's just, it's just, uh, you know, you're, it's two heads of the same stink. The only, the only, uh, people that are running this country are the corporations and big pharma, all of these big corporations that, you know, contribute to these super PAC funds that keep these people in office, uh, and, and, uh, and, uh, for reelections and elections, you know, they're not going to, they're not going to vote themselves out. They're not that, that is like a cash cow for them. All right. And that's what, that's what keeps them, you know, as soon as they're done in office, they go right down to K street and become a, a lobbyist for these and make a million dollars. Well, when she says banks, it's like, it's not banks. It's, it's not even a bank. It's a, the federal reserve, which is a privately owned institution by an elitist family that goes back as far as the Rockefellers mm-hmm. that founded this country basically on rich white dudes. Like, I hate to say it, you know, I'm white, but it's like, that's basically what it comes down to. And it was all founded, you know, for the benefit of these few people. And obviously things evolve, society evolves, uh, nature evolves, just like everything. It's a forward progression in an ever expanding universe. So we're going to see a huge difference from now and then. But basically the, the agenda, as people would call it, as conspiracy theorists, you know, it's these things have been in place for a long time. And so all the technology that we think that we have now or, you know, we can we think about, well, what if we have that technology? We've had it for probably at least 50 to 100 years. You know, the wool is the wool is being pulled over our eyes. And they're the people who see it are deemed crazy because that benefits the agenda because if too many people catch on to this or too many people think, you know, think for themselves they lose all their power. So that's what people don't realize, but they're so easily manipulated by their environment. You know, whether it's the, the food we eat, cause you know, in America we're known for our fast food. So a lot of us eat like shit, you know, uh, a lot of us are depressed, uneducated, things like that. So there's a lot of suppression um, for the American people 
and not everybody's given a fair opportunity uh, to be to reach their full potential because the system isn't made to work for us. We're made to work for it. And there's a lot of people that still trust the government, which they really should not. And these people are pushing for socialism because they think in their mind that the needs will be met if socialism is enacted. No, it will level the playing field and we will all be dirt fucking poor. They will be rich as fuck and we will all be ultimately screwed. Our needs will not be met. And socialism goes against human nature and i'm not saying capitalism is great i'm not saying corporatism is great i'm not i'm not vouching for any of that i'm just saying i think people should work for what they want and if you don't have the ability to i mean great you you know you should be offered some opportunity for help but not at the cost of other people that go out and break their backs you know to to work you know i'm here with all these mental illnesses and i'm going to work every single day you know trying to live the the life that i'm i create for myself so there has to be some personal responsibility and i think socialism is just a, a kind of a cop-out for people well we already have if you so- don't want to work for something, then you're not going to get what you want and everybody wants something different and everybody's striving for this equality but we're not made to be equal yes we all deserve respect but we're made to be different the point of this existence is to experience itself in an infinite amount of ways we're all made to have a different perspective, given a different hand of cards so that the that not everything is the same because that would just be boring and it wouldn't go with the laws of the universe. And people will have a hard time with that because their ego weighs in too much. That's a that that's a that's a that's a point. Yeah, I mean I, I, I get where you're coming from with it. Um but I, I've been talking to a couple of different people and I talked to one lady today and, uh, we were, we were talking about, uh, cause I brought up, she was, uh, she was a corporate executive for, uh, the Marriott company, right? The hotel chain. And she got out of doing that and she was doing some, and she's in, got her own business now, uh, as a consultant and doing some other stuff. And I, and she works with, with these big companies still. Right. And I asked her, I said, I said, you know, what do you think is going to happen? Uh, you know, we've got all this, this stuff that's happening, you know, uh, corp- corporations now are starting to see that they can, they can lower their bottom line by having all of their workers now, or, you know, their non-essential people that they need to have in the office. Uh, like, you know, the people that would need to be there would be like, of course, the IT people, people that keep the, you know, keep the internet and all the connectivity running, you know, for that, that company. And the vice presidents and some of these other, you know, uh, people that are making big decisions. I said, but what about everybody else? You don't, you don't need them anymore. You don't need them to be there. So now you can shrink your space down, which will in- inevitably take your bottom line down. I, I said, what do you, what do you think about that? And she's like, I think you're very right. And some of the people I've been talking to, they're already trying to figure out how they can scale down and, and, you know, maximize their, uh, their, their space, you know, the use of space. And, uh, so, but another thing that's happening though, that's on the positive side is that some of these companies have lost their employees to, uh, that they've had to lay off are on unemployment now, which they're, they're the $7 an hour employees, $8 an hour employees, nine, $10 an hour employees that are making more money now on unemployment than they were when they were, when they were working for this company. And so what they're, they're realizing this. Some of these, these people, these owners of these companies are realizing this and they're like, man, how are we going to retain 
these people because we need them back. And they're starting to see that, okay, well, without them, there is no us. Okay. Without the, mm-hmm. without the employee, uh, we are not a company. Okay. Because we can't, we need them just as much as they need us. So it's a very symbiotic relationship. And I think that a lot of companies have gone away from that. And it's just, you know, it, it, they've, they've gotten away with it. So it's become routine and habit. Okay. And the people that have worked for them have let them get away with it. Okay. Uh, yep. you know, the union, you know, the union busting and all this other stuff that goes on in, in like Amazon's and the big companies, uh, corporations of the world that frown on unions. I'm a union member. I belong to a union, but do you know that to get anybody in my union to go on a strike, uh, it would be, it's probably would never happen. No, because no. you, you have, you have these individuals that have, that are overextended, uh, don't know how to manage their money and they, they're week to week, you know, they're paycheck to paycheck, even though they make great money, but it's all gone by the time they, by the time they get it, you know, it's already, it's already spoken for. So those, those people are the ones that would keep, keep a movement from happening because there's no way that they, they would ever, would ever sacrifice their own, uh, uh, comfort and stability, uh, mm-hmm. for the, for the greater good of, of, of everybody else. And, and there are absolutely those people. Um, that brings me to a fantastic point. Um, so the government and all the mainstream media and based in part of the agenda, it's a multifaceted agenda at this point, but a lot of it is keeping us divided because if we are at odds with each other, we are less likely to unify on a grand scale. So when you're talking about the bottom line with these employees, you know, the, the symbiotic relationship between the employer and the employees, it's kind of the same deal on a bigger scale with, who we are to the, to the elite. So they kind of have to keep us happy to some degree. But what I'm confused about with this coronavirus is I feel like it was a huge power play for one. And it just seems really blatantly obvious and kind of a rash move. I, I feel like the government is always kind of, um, it's like a small strategic kind of slow progression so that we, the, you know, the sheeple for lack of a better term, don't get scared and we don't get pissed off and don't scatter and they don't lose control. But I feel like this one was such a big move, but I feel like because we're all so held down by the life that we've been living already working for wages that are less than what we deserve, you know, getting paid more on unemployment than going and doing your, your job that does whether you work at McDonald's or wherever requires some skill, you are important. You're an important human being. They cannot do it without you. But when the, I think a part of this coronavirus thing is that you make more people dependent on the government. So you're not going to bite the hand that feeds. They're going to look like the good guys because we're the one giving you the stimulus check. We're the one that's giving you more money on unemployment. And so that again is less likely to revolt. So they can make a huge power play like they did with this coronavirus and people are like, whatever, I'll just do what they say because it's comfortable for me or it, you know, it's, I don't care about the greater good. I only care about myself because for as long as I can remember, and I'm sure for most of time we've been indoctrinated to not give a shit about each other. So yeah, I mean, it's not surprising to me that people are not going to act as the greater good. I mean, Obviously, that's generalizing. There are some fantastic people that will risk their lives for humanity, and we need more of those people. And 
we need to take those people more seriously, but those people come off as crazy because that's the way that that mainstream media has posed people that actually make some sense. And so it's, you know, I don't know if you've seen what's that, um, that show that everybody got kind of crazy about the one, the upside down. What was that show? I can't remember. It was what? the one with that, that little girl in it and it, they had the upside down world that they were in. Was it Black, um, Black Stranger Mirror? Things. Oh, Stranger, Str- Stranger Things. Things. Yeah. Yeah. I, I never got into that. You know, I didn't really either, but I watched some of it and I kind of got the gist of it. But what I noticed about it is that it does have some social and political commentary and kind of a metaphysical aspect where you have this world and plane of existence that you're on that's kind of a two-sided coin. And they call the upside down kind of the two-sided coin, like the evil kind of things that you cannot see, but you can feel kind of thing. It's hard to explain. You'd have to watch it. But basically the upside down is like their version of hell. And these people have to kind of transcend and kind of go back and forth between this to save their loved ones, things like that. But I feel like we're in the upside down. We're in the kind of the shitty like timeline that we're that but we're made to experience this particular timeline and this you know if i don't know if you watch arrow either Mm-mm. um we kind of have a similar thing where their timelines cross over um and they're experiencing similar kind of events in their lives in kind of a different order or a different way uh and him kind of going back and forth between those timelines and having to figure out how he's going to move on through those things. I don't know if that makes sense. It's kind of, it's kind of hard to explain without like telling you the whole show. But what I'm trying to say is that there, there is, there are like in certain shows and certain media that it kind of tells you exactly what's going on, but people think it's sci-fi. They think it's, Oh, well that's just, you know, kind of an abstract concept. This is just Hollywood. This is just a show. But if you listen and you pay attention, there's a lot of things that are very similar. They're trying to explain the reality of what we're experiencing. Yeah. So, I mean, what, what, what do you think the play is? You know, I've spent a lot of time thinking about this because, you know, I have, because for me, I have to, I have to understand things and think about things 20 million different ways to figure out what exactly is going on and, I try to take paranoia out of it, honestly. I try to try to think about it rationally and what I know and what I've been told and what I've experienced and what I've seen and heard and making up my own mind while also hearing what other people have to say. I, I, I think it's for martial law. I think ultimately it's pushing for more and more control so that they can take our guns away. They can take all of our rights away. And ultimately we're just here to work and pay, pay them that we're just the the gears of the economy and that that's the, that's the progression. So I, I looked at, I want, I follow a lot of stuff on Instagram um, about like breaking the matrix, things like that. Um, I follow this person that she's very enlightened and she's also very sassy and I love her very much. She's one of my favorite people to follow. And um, the one, okay, let me, I'm going to stop you right there. The one thing I don't, I mean, I, I, I'm following you, but why would they crash the economy if we're the wheels that turn it? 
so here's the thing. The economy's not really crashed. Um, so the fluctuations in inflation, deflation, you know, all those fun economic uh, fluctuations, those things are planned because they benefit certain people. So you have to understand that in the elitist, there's still a hierarchy to them. It's not just us and them. So they have their own complete and total reality that they follow, you know, whether it's the Freemasons, whether it's the Anunnaki, whether it's uh, the Bilderbergs, Trilateral Committee, there's different levels to it. You know, so they, they have their own. We're 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 separate entity. We're we're here for them. But with them, they have their pawns as well. And then the 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 bloodlines, the they try to keep them pure, which is weird because a lot of incest happens, which is just bizarre. Okay. But let's, they, let's, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let's let's stay away from that, because if you want people to pay attention to you and listen to what you're saying, once you get off into 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 that land you know what i mean even though it may it may be something to it that's where that's where you get people tuning out because what a lot of people how they think is that they would never do something like that so why how could anybody else do that so let's uh let's stick to uh not 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 that because i want people to listen i want people to pay attention because i mean i i think that you, you you got something here but when you start going down the road of incest and pure bloodlines, uh, that's going a little deep. So um, yeah, it is deep, and I'm sorry. It's hard for me to not go deep because that's that's where my mentality at is at, and how far I feel like I've delved into this reality. So I'll digress because I don't want to freak people out. Um, and, you know, and, and, or, I hear, and I hear you, and I hear, and I hey, trust me, man. I hear you. The one of the one of the people that I was in prison with, and you can look this dude's name up, and you you may even know who he is. Uh, was uh, Fritz Springmeier, and he wrote the book called Bloodlines of the Illuminati. Yeah. And I spent probably a good six to eight months uh, walking the yard every night with this dude for at least an hour or two a, a night picking his brain and listening to all of his stories and, and the things that, that he was uncovering and involved and uh, you know, how the, you know, the government actually put him in there because he was getting a little bit too close to something. And so they had to get, they had to shut him up and they, they, they framed him for a bank robbery. This dude's a published author. He doesn't need to rob a bank. Yeah, that does happen a lot. Um, I kind of lost where I'm at. I'm sorry. I, I know I sometimes I, I do get into tangents and I forget like my audience sometimes. And I know that I like sometimes I freak people out a little bit because not everybody's ready to hear it. And that's OK. So, I mean, I guess so I guess what I think the pl- it, there's not really a play. It's more just they have kept us so low for so long that we're so easily to control at this point. So all they have to do is say the word and. They can pretty much do whatever they want at this point. So we're seeing the evolution of the agenda, you know, in a nutshell. So, and so, um, you know, biological warfare is a very real thing. It's really easy to scare people. Uh, fear is a great control tactic. Uh, so, you know, it's it's really, really hard to say. There's a lot of money being moved around. I've discussed it with some people that are of like mind uh, that it, it's – we're, they're shifting maybe who's in charge. They're shifting money around because I know that the stimulus package is, is like a big giveaway. So I know people are like, great, they're helping us, but not really because the more 
that we're in war or the more that we come up with like these stimulus packages, the more money that they can borrow against the Federal Reserve, which is a privately owned institution by the elitist kind of founding father bloodlines, which I won't go into. Um, so it's, it's, it's not a bank. It's these rich people that have founded the country and have had been inherited having this power for hundreds of years. Uh, so they can borrow more money. So ultimately, every question that you have for me and every time you you ask yourself, why are they doing this? The answer is always money. And if it's not money, it's power. That's I mean, that's the reality of it. It's just more and more control. So with this so with this virus, I mean, if you if you actually take a look at what was happening around the time that that uh, all of this came down, right? Uh what was happening in China at that time, uh, in their population? Uh, they were yeah. having, they were having, uh, God, what was it, man? They were, a lot of stuff was coming to light there. You had the, uh, the late, the, the concentration camp that they've got going on there, which is, which is really was being talked about as a human light or human rights violation. And a lot of people were mm-hmm. starting to get up in arms about that. And that was starting, it, it was like this. It was like, oh, it was starting to come up and people were starting to pay attention to it. And then you had, uh, God, what else was happening in China around that time? There was some other shit that was going on down there that, you know, a lot of, oh, a lot of protesting was happening. Uh, actually in Wuhan, there was a bunch of protests that were going on. Uh, you know, people were getting fed up there, you know, so they needed, a, uh, in my, in my opinion, they would have benefited because they needed a way to get people in the house and not protesting. Right. Mm-hmm. So that, that took care of that. Uh, yeah. what, how would we benefit from, from that? You know, there's a lot of different speculation. There's the 5G thing. So I talked to somebody, um, hold on, hold on. I talked, I talked to somebody that was, uh, you know, paying attention to this and I said, well, look at all of the different, uh, locations that are popping up because as soon as one of those 5G towers gets, gets, uh, uh, installed, it'll now appear on the network, right? So he was saying like, oh, dude, there's, there's tons of like, if you go and look every day, there's, there's new ones that are popping up all over the, over the place while everybody's in lockdown. All right. So mm-hmm. there, there's that. I don't know. I mean, I, I believe that microwaves and millimeter waves and all of the things that like, even around me, like you've got this, this, this camera, the TV, the computer, the microphone, this, everything around us is, 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 has waves and microwaves and, and, and stuff that's, uh, you know, keeping, keeping us from, uh, I mean, if you really, I mean, if you want to go down in, in, into this, this area of what, what we really are, we're, we're, we're just, we're flesh antennas. Really? You know, we're, we're meat antennas. That's what somebody called. That's what somebody said. So we're just, we're just meat antennas because we have the ability, uh, to, when you get, so have you ever been outside of a big city? Like, have you gone to the mountains and like been away where there's no, there's no, uh, Oh, what is it called? Um, are you there? Yeah. Okay. So there, there's, uh, uh, there's just nothing. You can't get cell signal. You can't get anything. You're so far away from, from any electrical towers or anything that, that has to do with stuff that's in this grid that's sort of keeping, you know, the, the grid of, uh, uh, of, of waves and microwaves, radio waves, millimeter waves, whatever, whatever it is that's going around that's causing, you know, that, that it's transmitting everywhere is actually keeping us from transmitting how we are supposed to transmit. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you get up into those areas, you don't have communication, but why is it that, 
like you can almost, uh, I, I had a situation happen where, you know, I was thinking about something, you know, quite a bit. And you know, when you think about somebody, how sometimes they'll end up calling you. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's not coincidental. That's, that's a no. part of what we can do as humans, yeah. um, and, yeah. and what we're capable of. Uh, there were, we were, we're telepathic, but now that they've got all of this stuff around us, you know what I mean? So like all these waves, someone was saying that like, there's so many waves that are going around that you can literally, if you were to put, if you were to put, uh, oh, what's the word? like if you know how, when you spray an aerosol and you, and you can see the red lines that are, yeah. you, you know what I mean? So it would just yeah. be, it would be just like that, except more dense. Like you could just, and that's everything that's around us that's going on. Um, yeah. And so that's, what's keeping us from being able to, uh, use our power that we have to, to communicate with each other because we're all energy. Everything's energy. Everything, yep. everything's energy. And you know, when you get outside of this and you start thinking things and you start, you know, it, it really, you're really able to manifest when you get away from this, uh, this, this environment down here and you get up into the mountains where it's, it's clear and all this stuff doesn't, all, all of this stuff doesn't take place. So where I was well, going, my ears ring constantly. Like I've, I've had tinnitus for like probably the last two years, which I've never had before. And I just feel like it's just constant ringing in my ears. And I was watching a documentary on somebody who moved out into the middle of nowhere because she felt like she was like sensitive to EMP waves you know, and I believe that I feel like, you know, there's a lot of people that are more sensitive to these things. So I know you're a huge fan of Joe Rogan, um, who's also friends with Maynard. Um, so Bill Hicks had a quote, which I feel like completely summarizes how, how I'm trying to explain our existence. So it goes today, a young man on acid realized that all matter is merely energy condensed to a slow vibration that we are all one consciousness experience, experiencing itself subjectively. There's no such thing as death. Life is only a dream and we are the imagination of ourselves. Hmm, that's deep. And then he goes, here's Tom with the weather. But yeah. yeah, so I feel like that really sums up what I'm trying to say. That's our existence kind of in a nutshell. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, I, I mean, there, there is actually a lot that we have been that a lot of our history that's been hidden from us, uh, you know, and, and been told to us, you know, things have been removed. Uh, you know, it, it's no different. Our history is no different than what they've done with the Bible. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. they've removed things, they've placed things in it. They've done whatever they had to do to shape the masses and, and, you know, whatever it is that they, they, you know, have to, have to do. And they, I ain't saying they, but I mean, who else is there? We don't know who they are. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's really hard to tell. Um, you know, I've thought to myself, okay, so is it the Anunnaki that is trickling down to like using uh, human representatives that are willing to take earthly money for, you know, to be their medium for control so that, that Anunnaki can kind of stay in the background so we don't freak out that there's aliens, you know, things like that. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how deep it goes. I don't know if it's just evil human beings being completely and total, totally shitty that just grew up to be total egomaniacs and they all somehow just kind of gravitated towards each other. Cause I mean, you know, the law of attraction is great and strong, but I, I wish I knew, I wish I knew for sure. 
I can speculate all day. And I, you know, like I said, I'm always open to new ideas, but I, you know, I do have my convictions just as much as anybody else. And, you know, I'm sure some of it does sound crazy and I'm sure some of it is, but I feel like I have to be somewhere close or at least have an idea of what's going on. And at least I know enough that I, they cannot be trusted, whoever they is. Well, anytime, anytime a man gets involved in anything, it's, it's subject to corruption, you know? Uh, and, and I mean, that's just, that's just throughout history. You know, there's always going to be somebody that, that wants to be, uh, to lead the masses. There's always going to be somebody that wants to uh, profit from, from other people's misery. Uh, it's just, that's just the way it is. It's, I mean, if you go back years, you go back, you know, hundreds, thousands of years, you know, what was Rome? Rome was an empire. What was that empire meant to do? You know, expand, expansion, uh, you know, risk. Why, why did that, you know what that game, you remember that game? Risk? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wow. That, that's not, um, that's not. Okay. Uh, what- that's, that's not much different from what governments um, do, right? <laughs> It's not. It really is not. Uh, you know, it, it, but people forget that. You know, what's that? Oh no, go ahead. Oh well, yeah. I, oh, I was just gonna say, people focus on okay, well, America does this, and Iran does this, and France does this. It's all part of the same global system. They are all up each other's asses, talking to each other about how they can all work it out, because ultimately all the people below them, regardless of where you're from or what country you're in, but they're all in cahoots. So you have to, I mean, okay, so we're going to have a war with China. Why? No, we depend on them. They depend on I don't, I don't understand like what the point of that would be. No, it's uh, they, they that would never happen. They're, you know, the whole nuclear thing, nuclear war. I mean, yeah, we need those for protection just to keep other countries in line from doing the same to us. That's why the that's why the superpowers all have it. That's why Iran is trying to get it and we don't want them to have it. Uh or or North Korea, you know, because those are those are are countries that aren't willing to play with the UN or 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 the bigger the bigger picture. They're not willing to 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 play ball. So they want, uh, look at Libya, look what happened to Libya when they get, when they get rid of, they got rid of all their, their, uh, nuclear weapons and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. We went right in there and, and, and toppled them. And so, I mean, there, I think there is a reason to have those, uh, those, those, uh, oh, yeah. those protections, but I mean, you, you, I, I feel like you're right in a certain way that, that it it is all planned. I mean, you got to think, man, these people are not, they're the average everyday person can barely make a one year goal. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and and that's yeah. a stretch. All right. Let's just, let's just, um, let's stick to six months. How many people can, can stick to a six month goal and see it through? Yeah. Not, not a lot. Well, these people are, are, are playing on timelines that are 150, 150 years. Like it spans generations. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not, you know, it doesn't stop when, when, when the old man dies. All right. It keeps going and it's been put in place. And so, I mean, that's, uh, and, and to be able to think on those terms and those, and, 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 and that deep into something, most people don't have the comprehension for that. So. Yeah. Nobody has the, like the willpower and passion for that. Honestly, I feel like it takes a special kind of like shitty person, evil person to have that much passion for world domination. It has to be some kind of fire and driving 
force for them to can to keep this up for so long and to live this lifestyle. I mean, it, not saying like I have sympathy for these people, but you have to consider like this has to be kind of a scary lifestyle. I mean, you fu- you you fuck up one time and then they suicide you, you know, or they take all your money or they kill your whole family or, you know, you have your fame and fortune and you live this special kind of life and then it could just all be taken away from you, you know, in an instant because ultimately there's always going to be somebody higher up on the food chain, you know, so I feel like they all mess with each other too. And I feel like we suffer a lot of the repercussions for things that they, they do to either punish people within their worlds, uh, moving money around, you know, you know, shifting, shifting things around. And I think that we just experience kind of the backlash of those things um, to whatever degree. Well, they definitely can, uh, you know, they, uh, I think it was, uh, Radigan I had, like, if you go, if you go and listen to like 28, 29, that four, the four, like there's four episodes in there that, that kind of touch on some of this stuff, but they, they're, they have all the money so they can, yeah. they, they can, they can ebb and flow economies. They can crash them as they want. They can, you know what I mean? Just by whatever it is that they do. Uh, you have, you have people like Elon, Elon Musk that can say, you know, that can say one thing and, you know, the stock of, of his company or, or do one thing and his stock will, you know, went down, but then it bam went back up, you know, nine more points. So. You know, Trump says something and all of a sudden the economy just, you know, takes a, take, you know, takes a dip and then it comes back up. Uh, you know, all of that stuff. I mean, it, it for the people that know how it works, it's, it's, bene- it's beneficial for them. They make money off of it. Mm-hmm. But most of us don't know how that shit works <laughs> or, or, or have the money to be able to, uh, to, to withstand it or, or to even play a part of it. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think a big part of what's happening with, uh, you know, this, uh, this bailout and it's very similar to 2008. Um, and I don't know, I, I know for myself personally, I've had some of my, uh, like, uh, my, my RV or my trailer, my, uh, and my, my truck payment, I had deferred for two months, uh, for this, uh, you know, so I can not have to, to pay that for a couple months, but I didn't realize that. I'm still having to, so they put it to the, to the end, but mm-hmm. for those two months, I'm getting charged interest. Uh, you know, and yep. so it's okay. I, and, and that wasn't disclosed. I, I didn't read that part and they didn't tell that to me either. Cause if they had, I probably would have said, all right, well, you know what? I might as well just pay it. Cause it's not like I don't have the money to pay it. I just didn't, I just, you know, all right, well, let me put it off for, for a couple months if I can. Well, they're doing yeah. the same thing with, with homes, right? So if your mortgage, and and not every not all of them are doing this, but uh, there are there are a handful of these mortgage companies that are uh, allowing you to defer for uh, for three months, but at the end of that third month, you now owe the balance in due plus the fourth month. Mm-hmm. So so if you have a let's just use two thousand. So if you have a two thousand dollar mortgage payment, uh, you now owe eight thousand on that fourth month. Uh, and that whole time you haven't been making money. So I don't know how that, that even is a bailout. I don't even, I don't even know how that was a help. So I have a mortgage. Um, sorry, I'm moving around a lot cause my back hurts. Um, so I have a mortgage and I read into the forbearance thing and I applied for it anyways, but I'm still making the payments because just in case for some reason, you know, I get laid off or something changes cause God only knows what's going to happen tomorrow or five minutes from now with all this. 
you know, so it does allow you to make late, late payments um, without your credit being impacted if you pay outside of the month. So that was the only reason I did that, but I'm still paying it. Um, but I got kind of angry. I was like, what, what kind of shit is that? I felt like this was such an attack on the middle class. I feel like ultimately they're trying to dissolve the middle class because it's the wedge between poverty and the elite. And that's all they really want is they want every, all of us poor and all of them rich and that's it. They don't want any middle ground. And so I felt like it was a huge attack on homeowners. Um, and you know, I, and the working class and, it, it made me really upset and I tried not to cry and I tried not to get too upset about it because, you know, you know, the agenda, you know how it is, but there was one day after about two weeks into this shit and I just, I just blew up. I just started crying. I was like, this is just insane. This is such an attack, you know, and my career, you know, I've just finally realized what my career is and my calling. And I feel like that they're screwing all that up and they've already taken so much from us, you know, with the, you know, the, taking our consciousness and our reality away from us. I said, you could at least let me have my job. You could at least let me have something. And I feel like they're just taking it all at this point over a disease that really isn't any worse than getting a cold, you know, and I'm sorry to say this because I know people are like, well, people are dying. Yes. But these people would have died with a flu. These people would have died with anything else because, you know, and it sucks that these people are older or immuno, uh, you know, suppressed, but, that unfortunately is their reality, but a lot of us still need to eat and feed our children. And I don't think we should all be punished for, for that. And so, you know, that's how I feel about it. And I'm, I'm sorry if that hurts anybody's feelings, um, you know, because I want people to be happy and healthy and, you know, it sucks that we have the technology to help people who are immunosuppressed, but big pharma doesn't want, they don't make any money off of that. So I definitely am right there, but the stress of all of this is really getting to the people that are really trying to, you know, hold themselves up. And, you know, and if we can make money, we can pay into these systems to help other people that can't work, you know, even if this were not happening. So we, we, we apparently have to ride this out. I feel like I'm constantly getting shafted. I don't get a tax return anymore. And then, He's telling me we're gonna he's gonna we're gonna get this twenty four hundred dollars or this twelve hundred dollars and it's just gonna put us in more debt. It's just it's a big mess and I'm over it. And I'm tired of wearing a mask at work and I'm I'm over <laughs> um, I'm over having to walk back and forth twenty thousand times to clients' cars, you know, because they can't come inside. It's it's a huge strain on my body, especially when I can't go take care of myself because everything is closed. Um so I, I'm I'm over it. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know enough about medical, uh, about medicine or any of that to to know, um, you know, whether it's whether people would be affected if it was just a regular flu or not, or if there's, uh, you know, something that's. Uh, I, I just don't. I don't. I'm I'm not knowledgeable enough on that. But what I do know is I, I did have a, uh, interview with a guy who's an inventor who was, um, who had invented a way to, uh, use oxygen, blood oxygenation in conjunction with, uh, immunosuppressive, uh, immunosuppressive therapy, my, mild immunosuppressants, because, uh, that's really what, you know, what's causing the fluid in the lungs for people that are actually, uh, having, uh, the, the, 
the respiratory issues, right? And they're having to put them on ventilators. Part of the problem yeah. is, is that is their own immune systems that's, that's causing the, uh, the, uh, the, the fluid buildup in their lungs. So with using immunosuppressive therapy in conjunction with, uh, blood oxygenation and, and the ventilators themselves, uh, it, it takes off some of the, the, the blood oxygenation actually takes off some of the, the work from the lungs because it's, it's, the lungs are working double time trying to get oxygen, but they can't because you can't breathe. There's too much right. fluid in the lungs and also carbon dioxide is not being expelled and it's turning your, it's turning your, your blood or, or something inside of you toxic, right? Having a too much carbon dioxide in it. And so what he had, he'd come up with was a way to use already existing things that are in the hospital with a retrofit, uh, to, uh, 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 what is that? Uh, dialysis machine, a kidney dialysis machine, which there are plenty of those available and you don't need to manufacture them. They're already there. They're already a part of, they're already in the hospitals or, you know, and he took it to Ben Carson. He got a, he got some FaceTime with him and they just kind of blew it off. Um, so he's, uh, you know, I, I, I came across him and I said, yeah, I'll, 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 you know, do an episode with you and, and you put it out there and I'll try to, shoot it around to the people that I know and share it and see what happens. And funny thing is, is that, uh, uh, Dr. Oz yesterday when I was actually listening to something, the end of his show, he'd mentioned, uh, this very same thing. And I'm like, where, where, where'd that come from? You know? So I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I, you know, there, there's a lot of unknowns. Um, but there, yeah. there, there's, there's plenty of things that we do know. Uh, and, you know, yeah. we're just, we just gotta, we just gotta hold fast, man. Uh, hopefully, I mean, if, if any time, if we were going to do anything right now would be the time that we do it, because what is the one thing, what is the one thing that people do not want to get behind a movement for or do anything is they don't want to lose their job, right? Well, right now there's six, what, how 26 million Americans that are, that have applied for unemployment and are no longer working, right? And are getting uh, paid to, to just sit at home and do nothing. All right. Right now would be the time to, to go on a general strike and get, and get at least two things that, that would help, would help everybody. Medicare for all. All right. So universal Medicare, so we don't have to, you know, and that'll free up some money because if you're not paying, you know, I know what I pay to, for medical for my daughter, myself, and, you know, my ex is still on my, my medical, but I mean, it's expensive, you know, and that would be one less cost that would go back into our pockets, I would think, right? Well, yeah. So speaking of healthcare, like, you know, I'm lucky to have private insurance, but it's Kaiser and I have a bone to pick with them. But anyways, um, they have more than enough money to roll out more care for mental health, especially. I mean, just we'll just focus in on that because obviously there's a lot of other things that they can take care of. So my experience with Kaiser has been terrible. I, I mean, I've had to go in and damn near throw my hand on the table and be like, you need to give me an appointment so I can adjust my meds. They're like, oh, we just don't have the the therapists or the manpower to facilitate the care that, you know, that people need. And I'm like, that sounds like a personal problem. You guys are a multi-billion dollar company. Mm, yeah. Hire some therapists. 
But that's I, just, I don't know what you're but that's just right now, right? You're you're talking about you're trying to get something right now during this, uh, uh, or was this no, before? No, no, this was this... a while ago. No, this not. I'm not talking about right now. I understand that there's more, there's more pressing issues. They need to take care of the people that are affected by this. You know, that are getting sick with it, that are potential, you know, dying from it. No, I'm not talking about that. This was long ago. This was well before this. I've always had a problem with them, and then when I tried to ask them for um, like psychology therapy, you know, talk therapy. Uh, they put me through a whole list of things. So I jumped through fiery hoops, just to even think about providing me that care. I mean, I'm sorry, if you're depressed and tired and, you know, and not in a right mind, you shouldn't have to sit here and fight tooth and nail just to have somebody take a look at you and listen to you talk for five minutes so that they can figure out where to start you off. It's ridiculous. Yeah, well, I've I've had I I have Kaiser too, and I my the things that I've experienced with him, I've had good experiences and I've had bad experiences. When I needed something taken care of, like uh, like an MRI on something that was soft tissue, and I knew that it was soft tissue, and they kept sending me back like like at least seven times to get an X-ray, and I'm like, dude, it's not the bone, it's it's the soft tissue. I mean, if you if 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 you need to nickel and dime me for a copay, uh, then just go 35 times seven and I'll give it to you. Cause I don't want to have to keep going back and fucking forth. You know what yeah. I mean? I'll, I'll give you that money if you want it. But I mean, it's because the time that you're, you're costing me is not worth that. You know, this, the seven copays that I'm having to pay to, to get the one thing done that I need. Um, and so, yeah, yeah they, they are bad about that, but they are good with some things. Like, I mean, I know that like, yeah. like being able to, you know, I've, I've had my doctor, uh, uh, be able to email him and, and, and just circumvent that whole bullshit thing that you have to go through. And I've gotten a lot of help that way from, from some of my doctors. So, I mean, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a, you got to take the good with the bad on that one. But yeah. I, th I think that, I think that, you know, if we all had uh, uh, universal medical care, like every other country in this world that that's doing it and seems to be okay, you know, managing, uh, and also a, a UBI a universal uh, basic income for everybody. I think that's what we need. Uh, and I think that, you know, if they can afford to go and drop bombs on, on, on people everywhere else and that we're paying for it, then we should at least be able to, you know, get some of that money, you know, and, and it actually it's a, it's a share. It's a, it's a share, a profit share for all the fucking money that you've been giving these corporations and bailing them out. And we get nothing out of it and they still yep. profit. You know what I mean? And they don't pay you back. You know, Amazon, no. does, Amazon doesn't pay you, ta doesn't pay taxes, you know, and they're benefiting quite a bit from this, you know? So, I mean, I know we're about to wrap up and I don't know if I, if we want to go down this, but there's been some speculation in the conspiracy theory world that Bill Gates is behind this because he would make money off of a mandatory vaccine. Well, does, doesn't, so, he, doesn't, I don't know how does, I feel about that yet. Well, doesn't he own the? Doesn't he own the patent on on the coronavirus? Yeah, I think so. Or so, um, or something. He he owns a patent on something that has to do with bio bio lot like some virus of some sort. Yeah, I definitely think he has his hand in it for sure. I just I'm still kind of looking into that that to that, but you know, definitely there there's some big ballers right now that are really really profiting from this and may not may not make sense to us right away, but. Eventually, we'll see what's going on when it all kind of unravels. Yeah. I think we're kind of in the middle of things right now. And I don't know why they 
have like a certain date for this to end? Is it, is that when your patent goes through? Is that when the vaccine is supposed to be done? Like, I don't understand where they're getting these timelines. I don't, I, you know, honestly, I don't, I don't, I think they're just, they don't, I don't think they know, know themselves. I mean, it's just, it, it, it there, it's, it's, it's really unorganized. I mean, and listening to Trump, I mean, however you feel about him, I don't, I mean, that's uh, neither, yeah. ne- neither here nor there, but I mean, if you just watch him on his, uh, you know, when he's talking to people, it just, it really doesn't seem like he under, he really knows what's going on. He backtracks a mm-hmm. lot. He'll come back the very next day. He'll say something one day, come back the very next day and retract what he said. And now it's something different. Um, it, it really, that's why I've just tuned out of it. I'm like, I, I, there's just no, what, what am I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a lot dumber, uh, for listening to that to, you know, today than I, I will be if I don't. <laughs> exactly. I mean, everything's a distraction. So they have something that they want to do and they're going to do it and we're going to somehow let them do it. And then obviously we're not going to be benefiting from it because we never do. And we can really, I mean, this sounds kind of shitty, but I guess to some degree we can only really blame ourselves because we let them get away with this. Yeah. I mean, we have the power, we have the power on a metaphysical and, and just this normal existence that we experience. If you don't view it in any other way, we have the power in every aspect, but we, we just, we choose not to, to act on it. Well, I'll, I'll leave it in the physical realm. Yes, we have, we have the power to turn over the government. We do. Absolutely. And I think this would be a funny, this would be a funny experiment, actually. So if we really do have all this power and we really can determine the outcome of, of an election, and if we all kind of got together and figured out, okay, well, who, if there was actually a true leader out there that was capable of, of rallying behind that was, that had the best interest of the country and, and the taxpayers in their minds and, and we could elect this person. Uh, the funny thing would be what if, if that really happened, would they let it, would, would they let it happen? Or no, and I th- I think a lot of it's fear based at this point. I mean, they have so much technology and so many weapons; they could just level us out. So that's a huge thing too. Is like there's there's the violence and the weaponry that come in play, and so I I honestly don't know what we would do. Well, think about it. Think about all of the all of the people that that were change makers in the past. You've got you know that that had people that were that were trying to rally for change, right? Think about all those people. So you had John Lennon, right? He had a lot of influence and a lot of power. A lot of people, a lot of people were were following the Beatles, right? Gone. Mm-hmm. Okay. You have uh, Martin Luther King. That's another one. Gone. He had a lot of people that were following him. He was, you know, he had a movement behind him. Malcolm X is another one that had a movement behind him. Which uh, Malcolm X and Martin Luther King actually were were created or one of them was created to to combat the other one uh, uh gone uh who else who who else a- anybody that seems to i'm talking about people that were murdered um well let's for... just not, let's, not, let's not say murdered let's just say uh expired you know that that were no longer no longer here that had a had a movement or had a had something 
you know that i was... feel like jfk definitely tried tried to do the right thing who um, jfk yeah that's that's another one uh, he's he's another one and he yes yeah um so I mean, if if that were to actually happen, and this person was to get traction, and and may have, I mean, it would be a, it would be an interesting experiment to or to even know, like how that would play out. I think I think that that person would get assassinated. I think they would be killed by you know in some way. They're not going to kill. They're not going to level us out. We're 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 the cogs that move the wheel. There's no way that they're gonna they're gonna level us out. Um, you know, unless you're, you know, you, you get popular in, in, you know, in this arena of, uh, conspiracies and, and stuff like that, you know, if you start becoming, you know, popular enough to start moving opinions and, and masses, they're not going to allow that. That's for sure. Yeah. They will definitely intervene and it will not be pretty. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad our, our, uh, uh, mental health uh episode and talk uh <laughs> got hijacked by uh by conspiracy uh yeah <laughs> so, so let's you know but dude i was i have no self-control because i was i was definitely gonna try to not as soon as we because once we got on we we started to talk about this before we even started recording and i'm like okay well we're not going to do that we're not going to talk about that and, uh, yeah, well, I have zero control over myself when it comes to these things as well. And, you know, I think we have some shared views that are very, you know, the same, similar and, and different. And I, I like new perspectives and I, I try to be fair. I try to be non-offensive, but, you know, while still sharing, you know, what I believe doesn't mean it's the truth. It doesn't mean any of it's real, but it's just the way I perceive things. And I hope that if there are people that agree with me that, you know, I love to talk about conspiracies. So, you know, have at it. And and my disclaimer is that this is just in fun and games and this is all theory and not and not uh and not reality. <laughs> um yeah, so I mean if you're a listener out there and this and this rubbed you the wrong way, man, apologize. Uh sorry, not sorry. Um <laughs> you know, it's just it is what it is. You know, we, we all, we all have our, are entitled to our opinions and how we feel things are going. And, uh, you know, as long as we're not hurting anybody by what we're saying and, and, and expressing, it really doesn't matter, you know? Well, no. And I, I never want to hurt anybody's feelings and I don't want anybody to take anything that I said the wrong way. And I mean, there always will be people that will take things the wrong way and it's never my intent to offend anybody, but you know, I am an open book. I am very expressive in the way that I see and feel things. And so I don't expect people to agree with me. And I, I really, truly hope that nobody was hurt by anything that I said, um, you know, because I do love everybody and I do respect people's boundaries. And I definitely don't want to trigger anybody or any of that. Um, but conspiracy theories are my jam. I don't like the government. I love humans and I think we can be better. And ultimately that's all I'm really trying to say is that, you know, we just need to protect our energy and try not to fall for the fear tactics. And I, I feel very bad for the people that are sick and dying from this, but you know, I also feel bad for the people that can't work and can't provide for their families, you know, with this too. So we're, we're all screwed in some way. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate. Uh, that I'm, I'm able to, that I was able to, uh, 
you know, be okay uh, through this uh, as far as financially and, and still able to uh, provide for my daughter and, you know, child, for child sport and all that other stuff that I have to pay for. Um, there's a lot of people that aren't. So, I mean, I feel fortunate, but I'm also, I'm, I'm taking the opportunity that I've been given uh, to dive into my passion, you know, in my project, which is this podcast and, and doing, you know, yeah, I'm doing all kinds of interviews right now. I mean, shit, by the time the first comes around, all like 35, uh, interviews that I've done in the last three weeks. That's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So. I'm really happy for you because I, I definitely think you do have something really going for you. And I'm really happy that I got to be a part of kind of the beginning stages. And, you know, I know that I'm kind of one of the quirky ones. <laughs> um, so I appreciate you having me back and, I hope that, you know, people resonate with what I say and hopefully maybe we can make another one about actually about mental health. But, you know, I definitely did enjoy this and I definitely like to share these things because it, 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 we need to open our eyes in one way or another, whether you share the same views as me or the same perspective. Um, you just, you just need to open your eyes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. And if you, and, and, and you know, and, and if you have an, in, if you have a, uh, uh, um, do some research. You know, that's all it really takes. It, all, all it takes is to just, you know, if, if, if you have a question about something and curiosity is really what, what drives and moves, uh, what moves movements, it moves, uh, people, uh, having that curiosity to ask more questions. Don't just be satisfied for the answer you're getting. Ask another question. Yeah. You know, you, you get that answer. Ask another question. Okay. Well, then what? And, and then what? And where did that, you know what I mean? As long as you keep that curiosity going, you're going to, you're going to end up somewhere where, where you're going to know what it is you're trying to find out. And, and if you don't know what it is, it'll, it'll definitely probably bring you to more questions. You know, anything, anything that, that you question that leads you to more questions, you should probably think about it a little harder. You know, critical thinking. Yeah. Um, do you want to, uh, I know before you didn't want to, uh, uh, put your, uh, contacts or social media or at least something like that out there. Uh, but you know, you, you've got a fan now, so <laughs> I know. I'm really happy about that. Actually. Um, I was really stoked about that because my bubble in my life is so small anyways, outside of the coronavirus. So I felt really special and I, it really felt nice, um, to reach out. Like at first I was like, okay, this is just some random person adding me. So at first I didn't initially approve it because I was like, okay, it's just some, you know, random Facebook request. But, you know, when I figured out what it was, I, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. I have a fan. So I did like a little shout out on my page and, mm -hmm. you know, things like that. Cause I, I was really happy that that person was able to feel comfortable enough to come forward and be like, hey, stranger, I totally liked what you said. And let's connect. So, you know, I, I love all that. So. <laughs> Yeah. So if you want to, if you want to shoot out, uh, your, your, uh, you know, if anybody is resonating with, with, uh, what we're talking about and wants to reach out to you, uh, on, on a conspiracy level or, you know, better yet, uh, connect on a, on a mental health, uh, awareness level, um, that would, you know, that would be great. <laughs> I can literally talk about anything. So if you, I, I have no friends. <laughs> so if you guys want to be friends, like um, I can literally talk to anybody, anything. So 
Um, my Instagram is amethyst underscore ish, and then my Facebook name is Rhiannon Sedman because that's that's my name. Um, and those are like the only social media things that I do. I don't know about like the TikTok and all that's I'm too old for that. Yeah, <laughs> um, I don't do that yeah, either. So totally add me, message me. Um, I definitely, you know, it's nice to have fans and it's nice to feel like somebody out there listens. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and, and, and they'll also be available in the show notes as well. If you didn't catch that and, uh, yeah, uh, I appreciate you coming back on. Uh, thanks. Uh, a shout out again to Scott Boyd, who, who was actually the one who's responsible for this. Yeah. Uh, thank you. <laughs> because, uh, you know, she reached out to me and was like, Hey, uh, there's no contact information. How can I get a hold of her? And I was like, Oh shit. So I had to do a little researching because I forgot that you didn't, uh, you didn't want people to, uh, you didn't want to drop that information. And then after I gave it to her, I'm like, Oh shit, I better, I better, I better hit you up and let you know oh, that I, I did it. No, I, for some reason I thought I had already <laughs> done it on the other one. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I have no problem with sharing it. I mean, I, yeah, it's just, I'm just a me. Right. <laughs> I'm not worried about, you know, anything like that. So yeah, message me, contact me. I love, you know, animals cat pictures, anything, tell me about your dog. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Right on. Well, thank you, Rhiannon. I appreciate it. And uh, have a good weekend. You too. Thanks so much. Yeah. And don't think too hard about this stuff. Oh my God. I'm done. My brain hurts. No more. (laughs) All right. Bye. You've been listening to the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast. Sean is a single dad, a union blue collar guy, and he spent time in federal and state prison for drug trafficking and fraud. When he was released from prison in 2006, all he had was the clothes on his back, a bag of mail, and some paperwork. Since then, he's turned his life around and shares the struggles and successes on this podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we hope you were moved to connect to the show. Book a guest spot. For merch, Patreon, PayPal, and social media links, go to linktr.ee slash nowhere to go but up. On Instagram at nowhere to go but up now. On Twitter at but up now. On the YouTube channel at nowhere to go but up podcast. See you next time.